7 o'clock at night? That's right, 1900 hours, and you're listening to the Polo Salguero Show, where the heat is on and we educate our community through interviews with professionals. Today in studio we have Mr. David Sawyer, who is the school superintendent for the Attleboro Public Schools. Uh, Mr. Sawyer, thank you uh, for coming in today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, so a part of our show is obviously to be informative and educate our community through interviews. Uh, for starters, some of our listeners may know you, some may not. Uh, for those that don't, could you give us uh, kind of a bio and kind of what your experience and what you do? Sure. Um, I uh, was uh, born and raised in Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, my family moved to Medfield uh, for secondary school. Uh, my dad uh, had to move us uh, for work. Um, so I graduated from Medfield High School. Uh, I went back to Worcester for both college and uh, grad school. Um, and uh, upon completing my education program um, in, in a master's in education at, at Clark University, uh, I went to a job fair and uh, met a representative from Attleboro High School uh, who uh, did an on-the-spot on interview. And that led to eventual employment uh, back in 1996. Um, and I've been uh, working for the Attleboro Public Schools ever since. Um, I uh, started out as a uh, high school history teacher, became a department chair, uh, moved up to administration, then made the move up uh, to central office and uh, have been superintendent. I'm in my third year as uh, superintendent of schools. Absolutely. We were right next to uh, the corner. I went to Anna Maria College all right, in Paxton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right outside. Um, awesome. So... You have a three-year superintendent. So I'll, basically this segment, I wanted to kind of cover uh, school safety. And uh, after some of the school shootings we've seen, a lot of, you know, from social media, I gathered a lot of people concerned about, um, you know, school safety and whatnot. But so, and I kind of want to connect it with our, our new high school that we're, we're going to be getting. And so so to start, uh, well, first, for those that don't know, when, when's the school building officially going to be, uh, roughly, obviously, will be open for our, the, the next class? So <clears throat> we're anticipating an opening of the fall of 2022. Um, we have been, we're busy working on uh, creating construction level drawings um, for that project. You know, the state approves the, the plan um, based on a schematic drawings, which are very um, sort of uh, general. And so they need to turn those into construction level drawings. And that's what's been going on since the community approved the project uh, back in the spring. Um, that'll be uh, finished up uh, in, in about a year's time from that time. So in the spring, uh, we figure that the, that design phase will be done. Uh, you know, they'll be breaking ground uh, this spring. Uh, there's actually some utility work that needs to be done. Um, there's actually a, uh, so Rathbun Willard, if you're familiar with the site, uh, Rathbun Willard used to be connected. So Studley Elementary School and Attleboro High School are on the same road. Mm -hmm. uh, it's actually quite confusing to people that don't know the area. If they yeah. take their GPS and put in the wrong address, um, you know, the fact that they can't get from one to the other is a, is, 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 is a constant, constant source of consternation for people. So the plan includes reconnecting the road. Uh, and when they uh, split the road in half, they left the utilities uh, underneath the ground. So the new building will actually be sitting on where that old road was. So the project really starts with the moving of those utilities, and that starts in the spring. Um, but th we'll start to see shovels in the ground on the current site for the building uh, after the athletics uh, are completed in the in the spring. So we're talking June. Awesome. Yeah. Good. 
Good stuff. All right, so um, again, like like we we were talking earlier, obviously we can't talk too much about uh, the exact procedures and whatnot that goes on in the schools because that's part of keeping our students safe. Uh, but I'd like to get into uh, at least maybe again, like you know what we can talk about, what we can't anyway. So uh, with in terms of school safety measures. Uh, what are some school safety measures that will be implemented with the new high school, uh, if it's general, if it's generic, or if you know if it's something new that's going to be happening? Yeah, so I, I'm happy to talk about that, and I, I appreciate uh, you explaining to your listeners that you know the level of detail that some people are looking for just isn't appropriate because the more we reveal that, then the easier we're making for someone to uh, be able to circumvent those measures because there's no perfect security. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, this building is going to be remarkably more secure uh, than the old high school. And uh, you know, I think it's important to point out that part of the reason for that is that the world has changed. Um, the, the people who designed the old high school, um, I don't think they could have imagined that in this new reality that we're, we're grappling with, you have to worry about things like active shooters in schools and that this becomes so commonplace. Um, it's really a, a sad commentary that uh, we spend as much time worrying about these things as we do, but um, you know, at, as educators, we understand that if students and families don't feel safe, you can't educate them. So, yeah. um, at a very base level, uh, security is is one of the foundational um, aspects of what we do. We need people to feel like they're safe where they are; um, otherwise, we can, we can't do our jobs. So, uh, security is really built into that plan. Um, one of the first things that I would mention that's different is the number of doors. Um, the current high school has over 50-something doors. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> it's impossible to keep them all monitored, to ensure that they're all locked, that no one's propped one of them open. Um, I mean, you literally could have a team of people watching the doors at Attleboro High School, and you wouldn't uh, uh, fully know what's going on at all the t- all time. So... The number of doors in this building are is significantly limited, and the, the exact number is not. Um, I don't have that at the top of my head, but uh, it's it's uh, remarkably lower, and it'll be much easier to to maintain. Um, all of those doors will be on uh, key scan, like key card access. Uh, so, and uh, part of a security system that's computerized. So, we'll be able to put timers on doors. Um, so, you know, there'll be certain doors that kids can enter during the morning mm-hmm. um, and they'll be able to open them. And then after that time, the door will lock automatically. And the only way someone can get in is that they have that key card to get in. Um, we also are going to have um, uh, security cameras on all of the doors and those doors will be alarmed. So if somebody enters the door, that doesn't set off an alarm, but certainly there's an indicator to um, the security system that that door's been used. And if the door is left open or propped, that does actually set off an alarm um, to uh, the system so that you can look, and then there's that uh, security camera that allows you to see what's going on at that door before you even get, you know, send somebody down there to fix it. Um, So those are uh, some pretty... uh, uh, important uh, improvements. There's actually, you know, uh, a security room. Actually, there's a couple security rooms for different systems. There's one room that uh, the fire department will have access to uh, in the case of a fire emergency, where they'll have all of the uh, information they need to do their jobs. Uh, but there's also a, a security room for the high school specifically to uh, building security, where someone can sit uh, and look at monitors and see those alarms and um, basically control the whole building from one from one spot. 
Another um, improvement that we're very excited about is that the building is broken down into zones that when you go into a lockdown, you can lock these zones up so that there's not free access within the building. This allows us to limit access uh, like, you know, for after school events. So you can, if they're going to be people, say, in the auditorium for a play or a performance, um, you can give access to outsiders to the part of the building so they can get into the building to go see the play, but the rest of the building is locked off to them. So that's also helpful that in the event of emergency, you hit a button and everything locks down. So people can't necessarily get freely from one part of the building to another. Um, those are some of the, the, the key ideas that uh, will help make that building a lot safer. Absolutely. The, uh, so that key uh, kind of card idea, it's almost similar to like a college dorm, I would assume. Yes, exactly. Kind of same system. All right. Awesome. Uh, let's see what else we wanted to cover. Um, so what would that process look like? Like right now, so when I go into uh, Attleboro High, sometimes I go in there to go to the bistro, right? Yep. Uh, we we uh, ring the doorbell at the front. We go in. Sometimes there's a person at that uh, the front desk there, and then you'd go into uh, the main uh, kind of office. Is that going to be a similar uh, system when, uh, when once the new high school uh, is established? Uh, similar, but much better designed, right? So one of the flaws uh, in the current high school is that uh, one, as you said, there's not always somebody at that desk, mm-hmm. and two, um, the the distance from that door. To the to the office is so great that if somebody enters and starts running, you know, I mean, you're never going to catch them yeah, yeah. Um, from from the head start they're going to get. So in the new building, um, you know, there's one main entrance, uh, which will be an improvement because depending on um, you know what you're doing at Upper High School, there's lots of different entrances. That's one of the confusing parts about Upper High School. Um, this building will have a couple entrances too, but they'll be pretty well defined. Um, if you're going to central office, there's a door for central office. If you're going to um, some of the retail areas for our CTE programs, there's going to be a specific entrance to, for that, um, and so forth and so on. But uh, the, 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 the main entrance is a single entrance in which uh, visitors will be able to open the door and enter into a vestibule uh, where there is a security checkpoint where they will get credentialed as visitors and in that vestibule, they're basically locked in there. Um, and if they're a problem, we could actually lock the door behind them and keep them secured into that, that little, that little <laughs> they area. They going anywhere. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Um, and so, you know, they, they get credentialed and then they're allowed access into the building from there after they've been credentialed. So no, not unlike now where you actually have to get into the building to get credentialed, mm-hmm. um, now in the new building we'll be able to credential people before they actually have access to the school. Awesome. Alrighty, folks, we're in studio with Mr. David Sawyer, who is the Attleboro School Superintendent. We're talking about uh, kind of the new high school uh, project in, in terms of how, uh, how school safety will look like uh, once it's established. So stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. On Tuesday, December 11th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. at an unlikely story in Plainville, Jackie McMullen will discuss her new book, Basketball, A Love Story. Many notable living NBA players were interviewed for the book, from Kobe and LeBron to Shaq and Barkley, from Magic and Bird to Bill Russell and Jerry West. The list of coaches in the book includes NBA coaches Phil Jackson and Pat Riley to college greats such as Coach K. The interviews are packed with never-before-heard stories, and you can hear them in person from Jackie herself. The event will be followed by a book signing. 
You look nice. How was work? Well, it was fourth period, civics. <clears throat> the kids were giving me the third degree. Was a UFO seen hovering over Washington, D.C.? Was a fisherman attacked by a 320-pound shrimp? They'd been bitten by the fake news bug, all right, and it was holding on like a driver's ed student to a steering wheel. How was I gonna get a bunch of wide-eyed kids to wise up about what they see on the Internet? Then it hit me, like a dodgeball on field day. The name of the game was News Snoops. Each student got an article and two minutes to decide if it was credible or a fake. They were able to use fact-checking sites to get the cold, hard truth. Now the little hotshots are even teaching their gullible grannies a thing or two about phony news. But how was your day? Pretty good. I got a new title today. Office birthday party planner. Oh. Fun. Teachers just have better work stories. If you want to create a job worth talking about, head to teachdfw.org. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. Staying at home, surrounded by family and friends, resting comfortably with your illness under control, and support for your family caregivers. That's what most Americans want at Life's End. Hospice can make it happen. With the help of hospice, patients and families alike can focus on what's most important, enjoying life together, and living as fully as possible. Feel free to contact Community VNA Hospice at 508-222-0118. You can also visit communityvna.com for more information. This year's Attleboro Veterans Breakfast welcomed Dr. Gary Highlander to speak at the La Salette Shrine about the Pilgrims and the Wampanoags Feast of 1621 in celebration of the first harvest. Join AACS this week as we showcase the first Thanksgiving and discover the facts on what started this honored tradition in our country. You can watch this program and all of our quality programs from around the area in high definition on the AACS Roku channel. Alrighty, folks, we're back in studio with uh, Mr. David Sawyer, who is the Attleboro School Superintendent. Uh, we're discussing uh, the new high school for Attleboro along with uh, some uh, school safety measures that are going to be in place. We were talking about kind of uh, the entry points being limited uh, with the new high school and uh, how the, that process from actually entering the school, getting uh, credentialed and whatnot. Uh, one thing that uh, came up after these school shootings that parents were asking a lot about, uh, one that I saw on social media and then other people were just talking about, was kind of uh, the drills that our, our schools go through. What kind of drills um, do, you know, that schools actually have? So for in terms of adequate is this um, kind of statewide? Does the state say like you have to do this drill, this drill, and uh, maybe uh, how frequently you have to do such drills throughout the year? Yeah, so uh, there are state laws around fire drills. Uh, we must do fire four fire drills a year, um, and uh, we have to keep records on that so that we can demonstrate that we're doing that. <clears throat> um, the first one has to be in the first couple of days of school, and then after that we have some leeway, and we, we usually are – you know, coordinating with the fire department when we do those. Um, on top of that, we also do drills for both lockdown and shelter-in-place drills. Uh, I do not believe that there's any requirement to do those, uh, but we've been doing those as a district uh, with varying degrees of, um, uh, you know, uh, care um, for you know well over ten years. Uh, they've been that's been going on for some time now. Um, we are doing, I think, a better job now, especially given, um, you know, the, the rash of school shootings in making sure that those drills are done um, and that they're done well um, and thoughtfully. Because uh, as some of the kids pointed out to us not too long ago, 
you know, sometimes when you do drills, if you just do what's most convenient to do for drills, you never really get a chance to experience them outside of what's convenient. Yeah. So, for instance, no one likes to drill during lunch. Mm-hmm. It's a real disruption to the to the order of the school day. And, you know, kids only get 20 minutes for lunch. Yeah. So to have to leave your lunch at your table and, you know, a- exit the building or go to a secure location um, is, is, you know, it's, 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 it's not something that's particularly uh, easy or appreciated by anyone. But the problem is, is that if you don't ever drill those things, yeah, then how prepared are students going to be if that's the time that something actually happens? So um, not only are we doing the drills, again, we do uh, so four fire, three lockdown, and three shelter in place, uh, but we're making sure to think about you know, where we need to get better and to do those drills um, in a way that's uh, productive. Absolutely. And uh, for some of our listeners, is it uh, possible to – just kind of tell us the difference between lockdown versus a shelter in place. Sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> so a lockdown drill is when um, uh, st- student and staff are locking their doors to the classroom and uh, getting out of sight, right? So this is uh, under a situation in which there is a threat, to uh, an immediate threat to, to, to safety, mm-hmm. and we're trying to uh, keep uh, put some sort of barrier between um, – the students and the staff and whatever the threat is. And so locked doors is, is pretty much the, the most basic uh, attempt we have. Um, shelter in place is um, more of a preparedness um, drill. So we, we sometimes go into shelter in place when um, we're aware of a problem, but there isn't a threat currently. But because a threat could emerge, we want people not to go anywhere. So basically mm-hmm. a shelter place is that everyone stays where they are. Um, you don't have to shut off the lights. You don't have to lock the door. Yeah. You don't have to uh, um, go hide in a corner. You know, you, you can, we can continue to go about our business just as long as no one moves around. So there shouldn't be anyone in the halls yeah. and there's no one coming and going in the building during a shelter in place. Uh, a good example of, of an appropriate use of shelter in place, a couple years ago there was an incident in the city uh, where there was uh, the, the police had a building surrounded and, some, and the, someone was in the building with a gun mm-hmm. um, and there was a standoff between the police and that, and that armed person. Um, that building was not too far from a couple of our schools. Now, it was far enough away that to lock down would have been an overreaction because, you know, the police had the person surrounded. Yeah. In all likelihood, um, there's, there's, you know, that's going to take care of itself one way or the other. But the shelter in place was appropriate there because that way, if something were to have gone sideways and the threat that was currently contained became uncontained, it would be very, very easy to, to just go right into a lockdown and everyone would be where we need them to be. Yeah. Um, you know, so you don't want kids out at recess when you know that there's this armed conflict you know, a couple blocks away. Um, so shelter replace was something we'd use in that situation. You know, sort of a readiness to lockdown, but not the need to, uh, to go into that. Absolutely. And so the fire drill, the lockdown, and then the shelter in place, is that also throughout – uh, all of our schools, the elementary, middle. Yep. So these are these are district uh, uh, part of our district safety plan. Uh, all of our schools are engaged in these drills. Absolutely, good stuff. Um, now, one thing that I was always curious about too, um, and this kind of came up as well, is communication uh, to parents in the community uh, when such event would happen. So, let's say a school goes into lockdown. Do our do the parents in the community? 
uh, find out right then and there, or what, what was that? What's that process like to try and communicate to uh, our parents and community? So, <coughs> we have three basic um, communication methods that we use uh, currently. Uh, the first is what we call an all call, and that's using an automated phone system, uh, so we can record a message um, and then blast that out to all the phone numbers uh, in our database. Um, the next is what we call an email blast. Um, and that's basically the same thing, except we can email everybody. Um, obviously, uh, that's less effective in getting people to know something immediately. Yeah. Um, some people don't look at their email uh, frequently enough to have that be uh, you know, a reliable method. But it certainly ensures that everyone gets the information. Mm -hmm. And then the, f the, the last one, which is actually the one that's probably the most effective these days, is we use social media. Now, these days, that's Facebook, but, you know, that kind of thing changes over time. But, um, you know, we, we, have a, we have a Facebook page for the district. We have a Facebook page for all of our schools. And a lot of our parents uh, stay informed by the information that we put on those pages. Um, so th those are the bas basic methods. And then in terms of when we communicate, um, if we do a drill, um, that, you know, especially at the elementary level, the principal would probably send home an email letting parents know that we did that. So that if kids come home and talk about it and people say, oh, what happened? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or if, you know, sometimes you're in a drill, you know, the doors are locked. So someone has to stand outside. And so, you know, while they're standing outside, you know, they're on Facebook saying, I'm locked out of the building. They're in a lockdown. Now, that person doesn't know why they're in a lockdown, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, you know, we try to get out the end of the news that this was just a drill. Nothing to worry about, part of our regular planning, but that's what it was. Sometimes we might even go into a shelter in place or a lockdown because, you know, there's a, there's a potential threat that we haven't really decided whether or not it's real or not. But, you know, in, in an abundance of caution, we go into a lockdown or we go into a shelter in place until we figure out whether or not we really have a problem or not. Again, in those situations, we probably would notify parents after the fact that there we did this. But, you know, it really wasn't a problem. Um, if we actually had an emergency, if, in fact, there was a situation in which um, we felt like uh, there, you know, people's safety was, was uh, jeopardized by a threat, um, that's the situation where we would be using an all-call, um, you know, a, a true emergency. Absolutely. So it's probably important for our parents to keep their uh, phone numbers updated on uh, their uh, – uh, you know, with, with our school system and probably like all our – all the pages for yeah I, I really appreciate that point uh, that's right you you know you make a change you change your phone number whatever um, you know in this day and age lots of people don't even have landlines yeah uh, so you know sometimes when people switch phones they get a new phone number and if we don't know about it then they're not getting the information absolutely so I would suggest to anyone listening that uh, look up on even throughout different districts I'm sure most schools have a Facebook page or some type of social media uh, I know Attebro, they even have like the PTO pages. They have all different, uh, you know, special ed pages out there. Um, but good stuff. So, already, folks, we're in studio with Mr. David Sawyer, who is the Attebro super, uh, School Superintendent, uh, discussing uh, kind of the new high school, kind of the safety uh, measures that will be in place uh, currently and also in the future with our new high school. Uh, so, stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. On January 10th at 4.30 p.m. at the Attleboro Library, Gabriela Vieira of Webster Bank will present a workshop titled Preventing Elder Financial Abuse. 
The incidence of financial exploitation of elders and vulnerable adults is growing nationally. Fraudulent telemarketing schemes and scam artists increasingly target elders, resulting in significant financial losses. This workshop will provide an overview of the signs and symptoms of financial exploitation and fraud, and strategies for protecting assets. If you are interested in attending, you can call the Attleboro Council on Aging at 774-203-1900. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. Or if that resume was from someone who... Worked 12-hour shifts at the recycling company with my dad, who's 72. That taught me a work ethic that I carry with me every day. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone... Growing up where I did, a lot of things could have gotten in the way of my goals. But I learned to push through, and that's what I bring to work every day. So maybe it's time we look beyond the resume and look to grads of life. Discover new ways to develop great talent that are so much more than what's on paper at gradsoflife.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Does your back hurt after a long night's sleep? Has your mattress seen better days? Is your current bedroom furniture a mixture of different furniture sets? The Bedding Center, located on Pleasant Street and proud sponsor of this radio station and high school sports, offers a wide array of mattresses along with beds, bedroom furniture, and odd-sized mattresses and box springs. You can reach them online at bedding-center.com or by phone at 508-226-8090. Alrighty, folks, we're back in studio with Mr. David Sawyer, who is the Admiral School Superintendent. Uh, we're discussing school safety, uh, the, Ad- the new Attleboro High School, and uh, just safety measures in, in general, what we have now, what, what to expect in the, in the future. We've gone through a lot of the stuff we already uh, kind of want plan to discuss. Uh, we talked about the, uh, the different, uh, how to actually, what the process will look like entering the, the new high school, the different drills that our, our students uh, participate in. Uh, and kind of what the communication is like uh, through our district uh, with our uh, community members. Um, so is there anything specifically with safety uh, that we maybe we didn't cover that you want to mention? Yeah, so uh, t- two things I would mention. Um, so the district is is tackling this as a district issue, not just a high school issue. Mm-hmm. Although high schools are more often the targets of these things. Um, you know, as we learned in Sandy Hook, it's not always. Yep. Um, so this is a district issue. And, um, you know, the situation um, in Florida, I think, really, um, you know, gave us another reminder that this is something that we've, we've got to get a, a, a handle on. Um, that was the first major incident under my administration. Um, so in response to that, we've done a couple things. Um, one is we've made the decision uh, to go with Alice. Um, Alice is a, uh, a training uh, that we're providing for the entire district. It's an approach uh, to these situations. Um, and uh, quite frankly, it can be a little bit controversial because um, one of the things that Alice promotes is that uh, no matter what your plans are, that people use common sense and um, do their best to remove themselves from the threat. So uh, rather than just, you know, stay in a room, you know, lo- stay in a room locked down, um, if you, are, you know, if there's an active shooter and you th- 
have reason if you believe that you're far enough away that you think you can get away you know alice encourages you to take your kids and run um uh, which is certainly different from the training we received originally like in like 10 years or so mm-hmm. so uh we made the decision to go with alice and that's a that's going to be a several year process to uh, train the entire district and to revise our plans based on that training um, and we have a really great partner in the Attleboro Police Department through that process. And one of the other things that we've done um, in response to our security concerns is that we're working with the police department to revise all of the uh, building and the district safety plan um, to make sure that it's uh, up to date and uh, in line with the best thinking about you know how we handle these situations because the thinking does change over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's good to uh, to know. Prior to this, I was doing a lot of research, too, and saw the Alice training. And I, I, I kind of always used to tell myself, like, if I was ever in that situation, I see I'm like, see you later. Like, I'm not sticking around for this. But uh, but it's good. And now that training, is it something uh, the teachers uh, work on throughout uh, the year? Like, do you get, you know, the, do you guys go over the training so often as well? Or Yeah, so <clears throat> there was an initial training, which was a, a video training. Um, you had to take a course on, you know, watch videos and answer questions, um, which we all did uh, at the beginning of the year. And then there will be ongoing um, activities. You know, certain people in the building are getting like, you know, we're doing like a train in the trainer model. So they're getting a more in-depth training and they will work with their uh, buildings, security teams uh, to, you know, make sure that the plans for the buildings are being implemented correctly and that people know what to do. Um, and so as we implement Alice, there'll be a lot of work ongoing at various points in which yeah we sort of pick up the pieces as we go absolutely all right so we've talked a lot about the the school safety i figured uh to kind of end we'll and on a bright note kind of just talk a little bit about the kind of the new high school a little bit and then we'll get to uh our history question we like to end our our segments on uh one thing you mentioned and this is interesting too because uh someone mentioned this the other day because every time i go to the bistro i make a post about it kind of great food blah 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 and so one person mentioned, uh, you know, how do you get there and, and whatnot. So access to the bistro uh, will be different uh, once this new uh, building occurs. Is that correct? That is correct. So um, the, the front of the new building basically has uh, three doors. There's the main entrance, which is very obvious from the outside, which one that is. And then if you look care- more carefully, to the left and to the right, there are two other entrances, uh, which are a little bit uh, 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 less conspicuous. Uh, one, the one on the left is for central office, so people coming uh, to do business with central office, which is a, st- a steady stream uh, every day, um, they will be able to enter what we now have as a welcome center. Um, and then on the right side is the retail area for our, our CTE shops. So we have uh, three uh, programs uh, that we want to interact with the, the, the community. Um, the customers coming in uh, help uh, provide a learning experience for our students. Uh, so that's cosmetology, uh, graphics, and culinary. So at that door, um, p- people will be able to walk in from the public and they'll almost be in like a little mall. Um, yeah, people might not know, but we have a branch of uh, Bristol County Savings Bank in the mm-hmm. current high school. So they're gonna create a new branch uh, in the building and that will be there. So there'll be a bank right there uh, with our students learning banking in that I- experience. Um, and then you'll be able to go to uh, cosmetology, uh, you'll be able to go to graphics, and you'll be able to go to culinary. Now, that portion of the building, because there's public access to it, um, has secure key access f- behind those programs. So, you know, the 
you can get into the building and you can interact with those programs. Uh, if you try to get into the building from there, the doors between those shops and the rest of the building require key access. So students will need uh, to, to key themselves out of that those programs to get into the rest of the building so that someone can't sneak past us and get into the building. Absolutely. And for some of our listeners listening, uh, uh, when we say bistro, it's it's like a restaurant inside uh, the school that is uh, it's a full operating restaurant, and it's almost I think all of that food is actually made uh, with uh, the students that are in culinary, along with uh, the the chefs that are teaching. Uh, but th- that the high school offers so many like you know they have the automotive department there too, where you know p- people from the community can actually bring their their vehicles there and get. Uh, work on I was uh, I graduated in 2013 and I was part of the medical assisting uh, program there too so it's uh, you know I I'm happy all these programs are staying to be honest because I know when there was talk about whether or not we're gonna stay with them or not but it just uh, it does a lot for the our students because not everyone uh, wants to go to college to study something sometimes they want to uh, you know go for welding or carpentry so it's really good to see uh, these programs thing. So those three programs that you mentioned, the cosmetology, the uh, graphic design, and then uh, uh, the culinary, are those going to be the only uh, programs that the community can interact with, or will it still be the others too? It's just a different process. Yeah, so it's, it's, there is a different process. Uh, the, the other one that has the most uh, public interaction is auto, like you, 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 uh, you mentioned. Um, that's in a different part of the building because, you know, where you're bringing cars in, um, to, to be fixed and the parking that's associated with that, that needed to be in the back corner of the building. Um, but that has public access as well in the same way. So there's, it's almost like, you know, you're going to Jiffy Lube, there's like a little lobby and yeah, yeah. Um, you can stay there or just drop off your car and go. Um, and it's really cool that the design of that program, you, you know, basically the car is pulled through the shop. So, you, you know, there's one door that cars will enter through and then they, they drive through the shop, they get on the lift, and then when they're fixed, they go out a different door, out the exit door. Um, uh, so that's that's the other main one that has that sort of public interaction. Mm-hmm. Now, there are other programs that have uh, components that are, are public. So, like, I know that in carpentry, uh, they build sheds. Um, so, you know, there'll still be the opportunity for people who... Um, you know, make use of, of, of these programs um, to do so. Uh, but in terms of foot traffic, yep. um, the three that are in that retail space and then the auto is, are, are, the, are the four in which you would have that kind of business. And you're exactly right. It, you know, in all these programs, the work is done by kids. It's overseen by, you know, professionals um, who have become educators that you know, are teaching our kids how to do these things. Um, but it's the kids that are doing it, and it's a learning experience for them. It's how they learn their craft. Um, and, you know, having real-life people to serve is a, such a key component because they take such pride in their work. I mean, as someone who goes to the bistro, you, you must see oh, yeah, how much it means to the kids uh, that they get to make food for, for real people rather than just, you know. Yeah, it's you know, fun for them, too. Yeah, exactly. They're having exactly. a ball doing it. Um, are, uh, th- this, I, I don't know the answer to this one, but are there – all those programs, do they uh, typically uh, provide uh, something for the community that someone can interact with? That is, carpentry they sell, uh, like the sheds and culinary, we have the food. Are there programs that don't uh, kind of do anything like that? or? Yeah, the, there are. that I'm not aware of any sort of uh, public interaction um, you know, like uh, you were in medical assisting. I, I don't rem- I, that, I can't. That, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, we, we just uh, are kind of. Th- and, and then another thing that's uh, really good about these programs I like to mention is 
uh, depending on which one it is, uh, I know like culinary, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when I was there, like their main thing was like all those kids would get uh, OSHA certified afterwards. Yep. Uh, for medical assisting, we did, uh, it was like CPR and first aid certified. So you kind of learn all those skills and then you eventually end up with, uh, there, there was a point of being there. One, you're learning everything and then the, the kind of the, the plus to it was you got uh, OSHA certified for, or they might get surf safe too. I yes, think. they do. Yeah. Um, but all right, is there anything in terms of the new high school kind of uh, that we didn't cover that you you thought would be uh, beneficial for the community to maybe know or? Sure. So, I mean, we, we go on and on. But I, 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 before we leave CTEA, one, I really appreciate uh, uh, your, your positive comments about our, our career technical education programs. I, you are right. Attleboro is so lucky to have a large and thriving comprehensive high school. Um, you know, it means that Attleboro kids can go to Attleboro High School and don't have to be um, sent away to a different school. Uh, it means that we can offer a 21st century uh learning experience for kids uh, without having to like reinvent the wheel. You know, as you said, <clears throat> more and more, um, you know, n- not everyone is ready to go to college, you know, right out of the gate. Um, and what's great about a comprehensive education is that we can ensure that all of our graduates are college ready, mm-hmm. even if college isn't, you know, exactly either in their future or maybe not the next stop. Um, and then even for kids that are going off to college, and I want to be clear, many of our CTE graduates are actually going to go off to college, right? Yep. You know, you went to medical assisting yep. right, and, and went on to Anne Maria, right? Yeah. So um, the idea that these that we're, you know, I think a lot of people have uh, sort of a Vogue tech frame of reference for yeah, yeah, yeah. CTE. And I remember when I was a kid, that's, you know, that's how people looked at it. Um, we're not dooming our students to one particular trade um, the way that it used to work historically. Mm-hmm. You know, our graduates, because they're getting a full education, um, they can pursue their interest in the field that they've been learning about, or they can just say that was fun and move on to something completely different, which many kids do. And again, we have kids that are in AP classes who are getting into competitive schools who are also CTE students. Um, and the, what they're learning in CTE is just as valuable as what you know historically or traditionally we've thought about as academic learning because really what you want to teach kids in high school is how to learn. Absolutely. If you can learn how to learn, then everything else takes care of itself. And when you go to take the next challenge in your life, you'll be able to meet that challenge because you'll be able to figure it out, yeah. right? No, no education can prepare everybody for every possible situation. So when you give people the skills so that they can figure things out, then they're going to be okay. And I, I think that the students in our CTE programs uh, get a really good taste of that. Um, and because they find interesting the, their program, it, it, I think, makes them more engaged learners outside of the, of the program when they're at high school. You know, when you talk to disengaged students, the kind of kids who are at risk of, of dropping out, one of the, the overwhelming, um, you know, common threads in those conversations is that, you know, they don't know why they're there. And so if you aren't connected, if you don't see the value in what you're doing, it's hard to motivate yourself to go through it all. Because we've all been to school. It's not all you know, amazing fun. Yeah. There's a lot of parts of it that are, are drudgery, that like, you know, that's life. You have to get things done. You know, anyone who has a job knows what that's like. Yep. Um, so, you know, that's part of life to learn how to do that. But 
it's hard to do it when you don't understand why you're doing it. Exactly. And so kids who find a reason for them to be at school are more successful. And that's why our CTE kids are by far, you know, on, on average, more successful than students who aren't. Absolutely. All right, folks, we're in studio with uh, Mr. David Sawyer, the Attleboro School Superintendent. Uh, it's come about school safety, kind of uh, CTE. We kind of, I included some of that <laughs> CTE programs in there. Uh, the safety measures we're going to see with the new high school. So stick around. We'll, uh, we'll wrap things up in a few minutes. We'll be right, uh, right back after these messages. Caring Santa is on his way to Emerald Square Mall on December 2nd. Caring Santa is a private photo experience for children with special needs and their families. Children will have the opportunity to visit with Santa and have their photo taken with him. Emerald Square Mall will make necessary adjustments to the environment to support the sensory, physical, and other developmental needs of children of all abilities for this special event. Caring Santa will be at the mall on Sunday, December 2nd from 8 to 10 a.m. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're gonna go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. I know you won't because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Claudino's Auto Repair, located at 310 South Main Street in Attleboro, is celebrating 25 years in the auto and truck repair business. Over the years, John Claudino and his team of mechanics have worked to build a long-lasting rapport with their customers. From oil changes to diagnostics, transmissions, and routine maintenance on foreign and domestic cars and trucks, Claudino's will keep your vehicle running. Claudino's Auto Repair, 508-226-8545 or at claudinosautorepair.com. Alrighty, folks, welcome back. We're in studio with Mr. David Sawyer, who is the Attleboro School Superintendent, talking about school safety, um, the, the new high school, how the different measures will uh, be implemented with that in terms of safety. I uh, talked about kind of the CTE programs and uh, that will be in the new high school. One thing I wanted to mention, too, uh, some of these CTE students will continue to get a degree in there. That is, like, even the culinary, sometimes they'll go, uh, you know, one big school for them is the Culinary Institute of America. Some of them will even get degrees in there. But like you said, sometimes, you know, I, I took medical assistant, and then I ended up getting a master's in criminal justice, which is a little bit different, but it was still, uh, like you said, you kind of want them to learn how to learn. And, you know, I'm proud to have gone through uh, Attleboro schools, and I think uh, a lot of the students would, would say the same that are there now. Uh, so we're kind of wrapping things up. We just wanted to uh, kind of, you being a, a former history teacher, I think uh, well, one of the questions we always end our segment on is if someone could, uh, if, if you could talk to anyone from history and ask them one question, uh, who would you want to talk to and uh, what would you want to ask them? So I'll present the, uh, oh, sorry, scratch all that. If people want to stay informed with uh, this new high school project, how could they do so, do so first? Oh, yeah. So uh, we have a monthly a school building committee meeting. Um, that's a, a subcommittee of the municipal building committee um, or commission. Uh, so 
that that they're posted uh, agendas for that meeting. Uh, they take place at the high school in the in the school committee room. So uh, coming to meetings and seeing the presentations from the from the architects that's one certainly one way to do it. Um, the other uh, main way to do it is that the city's website has a, a a page dedicated to the project and is always being updated with new materials. Um, so you know anyone that wants to uh, keep an eye on what's going on, you know, can check that out. Absolutely, I, it's where I should have organized that a little bit better. But anyway, uh, so uh, well, is there any other topics you want to make sure we kind of got out of the way prior to? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, just in terms of, I mean, we could go on and on about how exciting the new school is going to be. It's it's go it's going to transform uh, certainly the learning experiences for Attleboro graduates. Uh, I personally think it's going to change the community on the whole. Um, some of the highlights. Uh, we're going to have a, a beautiful auditorium. It's not as large as our, our current auditorium, unfortunately. Uh, the MSBA w- does not allow us to build one that size. Um, but it's still going to be a pretty impressive space uh, and will serve the community well. Uh, the gymnasium um, is going to be uh, actually larger because we were able to combine the square footage from the small gym and the large gym to create one larger gym gotcha. um, that will allow us to hold uh, bigger events um, MIA events and, and yep. so forth and so forth. Um, so uh, that's going to be a great space. It's it's so large that uh, you know it'll be much more appropriate to hold uh, graduation in there when it rains um, than our current space, which limits how many people that we can have yeah. in there. Um, the cafeteria uh, is one cafeteria instead of three cafeterias, uh, which will make uh, not only lunch I think a little bit more efficient, uh, but certainly is going to. Um, allow the high school to have a better schedule because uh, our, the current way the lunches work, we can't do four lunches. It's not um, big enough. I mean, we can't do three lunches. We have to do four lunches. So uh, this cafeteria is going to allow us to go to a three lunch schedule, which would make a better school day for kids. Um, and then just you know, the classrooms themselves are going to be um, 21st century learning environments uh, with the appropriate classroom technology, which is going to really allow our teachers to do things that they can't currently do. And then the final thing I'll say about the high school in this sort of a uh, quick uh, um, summary of all the of the of the, the improvements, uh, the building is broken down into four houses. So uh, people that are familiar with Attleboro High School knows that Attleboro has a, a house structure, which is a really important component to the program at Attleboro High School. You know, uh, we have you know about seventeen hundred kids currently, and uh, that's a big high school. Now it's not the largest in Massachusetts. Um, but it is considerably larger than the vast majority of high schools in Massachusetts. And so uh, like most things in life, when you're you know, sort of different from everyone else, that comes with both you know, advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. Uh, the advantages to having a high school of this size is that the economies of scale allow us to offer a far wider range of offerings than a small, you know, small town high school like most, most communities have. If you look at our program of studies and compare it to, you know, most communities in Massachusetts, um, it's it's amazing what we're able to offer because of the size of the building. Um, so that's that's the great part. The downside is that a build a school of that size, some students fall through the cracks. Right? They don't uh, find it easy to navigate. You know, you go from being in these. We have five elementary schools, which are you know, a, a class is you know, under 100 kids, yeah. then you go to middle school and it's more like 150, and then all of a sudden you're in a class of almost, you know, 450 kids. That's overwhelming to some people. So the, the house office is one of the ways that we try to break down the scale of the building so that we still have the advantages of being large, but that 
there's a smaller feel to it by kids belonging to a house and having a group of adults, a dean, guidance counselors, mm-hmm. um, an adjustment counselor, you know, people that are, are dedicated to their success who know the students because we break the large building down into these parts. We currently have three house offices. The new building's going to have four. And we're going to be able to organize the houses and the classrooms around the houses in a way that the old building didn't allow us to. So if you belong to one of the houses in the new high school, you're going to take all of your classes in that house as well, Um, which means that there's going to be a group of teachers who really, really know you and and are concerned about your success as well. And so we think that... um, the way that the building is set up around these houses is going to help to create a smaller feel for students while maintaining all the positives we get from having such a big school. Absolutely. Like, I was an advocate for it, and I, I'm really glad it passed because, one, not only is it fiscally responsible, but morally, I, I think it was time for uh, a new school anyway. Um, but awesome. So uh, I think that's a lot uh, people can look forward to, to seeing. Um, so we're going to wrap things up, and so I'll present the question again, and actually the, 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 the actual accurate part of the show that it's supposed to be. Uh, if you could talk to anyone from history and ask them one question, uh, who would you want to talk to, and what would you want to ask them? Well, that is a, a tough question. Uh, there are a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of good people to, to, to draw from, but um, in college I was a, f- a philosophy major, um, and I was lucky that when I was a teacher at Upper High School, I got to teach some philosophy classes. So... Uh, Based on that experience of teaching philosophy, I, I'd really love to be able to have a conversation with Socrates. Um, you know, he was a sort of a central figure in the classes that I taught and, um, you know, certainly an interesting character. Uh, I would love to be able to um, ask him about uh, some of the things that, uh, you know, we as, as a Western civilization are still uh, pondering about. Absolutely. Alrighty, folks, there you have it. That was uh, uh, Mr. David Sawyer, who was the uh, Atterborough School Superintendent. We discussed school safety and uh, the new high school kind of our CT programs. Uh, so stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs>